0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the show. Got a solo cast
1: today. Hope you're all doing well out there. Hope you're trying to live your your best lives and stay sane and centered and
0: balanced and healthy and getting out into nature and nourishing yourself and feeling like you're... uh, not getting
1: pulled and swayed and tugged and into all the little wars that are happening in the world right now. Man, it sure is good to just unplug and just get out of a city, just go into nature, just pitch a tent near a creek or river or stream or a little babbling brook deep in the forest, make a fire gaze up at the stars, some of the planets that are visible, the moon. So, so nourishing to my soul to be able to do that. I, I just, uh, would like to, I guess I'm, I'm inching myself more and more towards that as being a more consistent and permanent reality. But this summer has been good so far. been getting out a lot and, uh, it's been great. So hope you're able to
0: do some things too that you find uh, enjoyable, and uh, not get
1: get sucked into the the madness of, of uh, a lot of what's what's going on. But uh, but uh, but I plug into it just to kind of get a feel for what's happening in this reality that we exist in, and it's really difficult to classify this reality as one singular reality anymore. I mean, it's uh, maybe it's never it never has been, but the uh the sort of uh dominant mainstream reality and then the like, the fragmented mimetic tribal
0: realities and I guess this by listening to this podcast you're you're taking in a particular version of reality right so i yeah i'm
1: it's it's definitely true. I mean, I've I've recently been rereading Robert Anton Wilson's book Prometheus Rising, which is one of my favorite books. I say it's one of my favorite books, but it's it's so funny how little I I've retained from it. It's may, maybe I've retained like six or seven kind of takeaways or little phrases or sections. But man, I wish I could just retain a whole a whole book. But then again. I guess that's not really, you know, we're that, what's the logical conclusion to that, right? It's like, all right, well, I'll put a chip in my brain and then I'll be able to download the book and then I'll know everything and I'll know everything and I'll know everything. I mean, we, we almost kind of have that in a way when we, we have the internet is so accessible. You can go, as I mentioned with the fragmented reality tribes, you can go down to any number. You could insert yourself into any number of reality tunnels. They're all available. And start believing in whatever they're presenting, whatever compelling cases they're presenting, and uh you know it's impossible to know it all,
0: and what would be the point of that anyway? Like everybody knows everything that's ever been known? I mean it would be nice, I guess, if people knew a little bit more. I think that's sort of the point of of this show is to try and. Provoke
1: to try and yeah to try and provoke curiosity to to question a lot of things that we see that are handed to us and not just by mainstream by everywhere as as uh, as Robert Anton Wilson talks about in Prometheus Rising I think you've probably heard me quote the thinker thinks and the prover proves and man I just I just love that you know it's like anything anything we can think like the way that he describes in the book is that the brain is basically divided into two parts, the thinker and the prover, the thinker could think whatever he wants, anything. Oh, lizard people control the the world. Okay. The earth is flat, right? That's a great, that's that's like a legitimate one. I think he actually brings that one up in the book. Uh, and that's one that people believe to this day. I, I mean, and it's like, I'm pretty sure it's not, but I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm open. Convince me, right? And there's a lot of compelling arguments that you could make to why why it is that way. So you know, the thinker thinks the Earth is flat.
0: Uh, whatever the Earth is round,
1: whatever it is, and so then the the prover, the job of the prover, is just to to prove what the thinker
0: thinks prove it thinker thinks prover proves if the thinker thinks that lizard people control the world then the
1: prover will will find evidence why like you know this is i think it was the mark twain quote where he said there's there's lies damned lies and then statistics it's like everything can be altered and i guess they also call this cherry picking Oh, well, you cherry pick data to fit the narrative. I mean, it's pretty easy to see that other people's minds operate this way in life. It, it's 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 pretty easy to see when you look out and you say, "Oh my God, I can't believe these people think that," but of course they think that because you know they're they're dumb, they're susceptible, they're whatever it is. But not me.
0: Not not I and everybody,
1: but we have a tendency to see other people that don't think what we think as being dumb, stupid. Maybe, maybe there's some truth in that, in like some of the, some of the, uh, leaps that they're making, you know, stuff like that. But really there's a lot, of, there's a lot of intelligent people that believe a lot of crazy things. I'm probably one of them. Like I'll include myself. I'm sure there's th- things that I believe that are pretty crazy. Maybe to to other, I mean, most certainly. Actually, now that I think about it, if if you were a, a normie who lived in the world and were just like a regular average Joe, and you turned on this podcast to listen to some stuff, you'd be like, "Well, I don't, you know, that's fucking wild." Some of the stuff that I talk about with through the psychedelic experience, right? Now, it's funny. I I I do like to escape a little bit. I'll I'll throw on some old shows sometimes uh at night before i go to bed so i i'm just i've always been a big seinfeld fan the Simpsons, south park uh but it's just funny to see how that the world of seinfeld in the 90s is such a narrow particular reality tunnel i mean all those you know sitcoms and things like that uh simpsons and south park are a little different they comment on cultural stuff and sort of uh incorporated especially South Park South Park does too and but Seinfeld seems a a little bit more contained on the surface level it's sort of a representation of this normie world that never never really existed it existed in this this like comedy framework but it's kind of it's kind of nice to like vacation there
2: down don't Hey Jerry
0: <laughs>
2: Hey buddy I'm in a new group. I got initiated into the Illuminati. How did you, how did Kramer get in the Illuminati? Why is he in the Illuminati and not me? <laughs> yeah, I, I I perform magic rituals. I, I sparkle. <laughs> Mad,
1: like if Seinfeld incorporated all of the, the, the totality of the sort of conspiracy and outer world that I feel like we live in now. It's it's different. It's different now. You know, I watched this video by this YouTube channel called Wisecrack, and they were talking about the change in comedy. Comedy now is there hasn't really been like a straight up, just pure comedy, like a Dumb and Dumber, or they were saying like one of the last ones was, you know, like the the old school and and those kinds of movies. Uh, Around 2009, they make the argument that comedy changed because it had to incorporate the larger world, the expanding world that we find ourselves in with all these new realities and all these new beliefs and all these this new information.
2: I'm telling you, buddy, lizard people run the world, and Newman's one of them. Ah, oh, you're crazy. I'm telling you, Jerry, the post office, it's evil. It's controlling people by the mail. What's the deal with human trafficking? Am I right? I mean, this guy Jeffrey Epstein needed a whole island. I mean, (laughs) they're selling children in cabinets now. Can you believe it? I mean, imagine opening your cabinet and finding a child. Well, I'd put them to work and build me a new cabinet. I'm tripping, Jerry. I'm tripping balls.
0: George you ate too much mushrooms. I know. But listen to this guy, Terrence McKenna. He told me to take five dry grams. I'm freaking out. Ah, I'm freaking out too.
2: Hey, buddy. You want a quick trip? Take some DMT. And then
0: we'll have like an episode where. Uh,
1: Elaine's like, I met a really nice Jewish guy, and we're going to go out on Friday. Oh, yeah, what's his name? Uh, Ben
2: Shapiro. Ben Shapiro? You're going out with Ben Shapiro? Don't you know who that guy is?
1: I guess Seinfeld kind of did do a little commentary on things like that, but I'm thinking of more of like a deep, like... (laughs) You know, uh, like like an esoteric occult conspiracy. I was abducted. I was abducted right on the golf course. I was playing. And then I got abducted by aliens. Jerry. They're real. They're coming. Yeah, someone should write that. uh, Conspiracy Seinfeld.
2: Why don't I get abducted? How come he gets abducted? He gets to do DMT. He gets abducted. He's part of the Illuminati. He's talking to reptiles. I saw Newman talking to an owl in the woods. I told you, buddy. Post office. It's evil. All right. Oh,
0: but it, it is interesting. You television tell a vision. Television tell your vision. Programming, to program, to prime, to condition, right? The more media
1: like that that we consume, the more of that information conditions our reality tunnel to see the world in that particular way. I remember taking this class in college, mass communication class, where there was a study where people who watched 40 hours of crime shows like NCIS or CSI or one of those fucking shows or whatever, like, uh, they're all the same. I don't know. So there's blood at the crime scene. Oh, let's find it. All right. Well, who's the guy? John Mulaney has a great bit about that. He's like, they always, they always show up in the, uh, in the bar. The guy's always just cleaning one glass. They're like, hey, have you seen uh, John Anthony here? He was in uh, he was in here about twelve thirty, did you do you remember? And the bartender's like, Hmm, what did he look like? Eh, about brown hair, six foot two, hundred and eighty five pounds. The guy's like, Hmm. I saw a guy that looked like that around twelve twenty, 1220, maybe twelve twenty one. Doom doom The crime unit. We solve all crimes in a really
0: entertaining way. But uh, the study was that they found that you watch when you watch show
1: whatever you whatever you are ingesting. I mean, we 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 know that you are what you eat. Whatever you're putting into your body, your body is then going to respond to those things that you're putting in. So if you're nourishing your body with like healthy. Mineral-rich, nutrient-dense things. I mean, your cells, your body, they're, its gonna love it. You're gonna feel good. Your skin's gonna be good. Your hair's gonna be good. You're gonna be—you're gonna be glowing. You know, you're gonna be feeling really good. I mean, I'm not saying only eat that stuff. Have a fucking burger. Have some cheese fries. Have a pizza. You know, eat like enjoy life. You know, have a ice cream. It's the summer, for God's sakes. Go get a delicious ice cream. Cookies and cream with whipped cream and a little hot chocolate on top, maybe a cherry, just for good old time's sake.
0: Maybe some cookie dough, you know? But if you're predominantly putting good things in, you're going to feel good.
1: You're going to feel good. You know, maybe you have some other issues or whatever, you know, that maybe you're, you know, it's not not like you're going to start drinking kale and you're going to have, uh, you're gonna start having like a, a luxurious mane. I couldn't even think of have something it's not, it's not gonna alter you that much, but it's just gonna it's just gonna nourish, it's gonna provide. You're you're doing a good a good job for the trillions and trillions of cells that make up the petri dish of the human meat suit that we are. You know, this this symbiotic, multi symbiotic being that we that we are. And so it just goes like that for for everything you need for, for everything for information for things that we read whatever we wherever we put our attention and whatever we decide to allow in and there's a difference between allowing something in and letting it exist in an open space to hold it to be like hey let me read some of this stuff about flat earth like why do these people believe this stuff what's the theory behind this what's the original thought here why do people believe you know why do people believe these things let's 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 look at it without grabbing onto it you know i think there's a a tendency for a lot of people to feel that there is something off and wrong in the world and be presented with information that confirms that feeling to them And they go, ah, that must be the thing. Yeah, that makes so much sense. Of course, of course it's that way. Of course. Yes, yes. That's, 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 ah, yeah. Right, exactly. Because we're not really convinced by facts and logic so much. I, I found this to be true when I was on my old podcast, Part of the Problem. There's only a certain percentage of people that can be swayed by facts, logic, reason, because you because that's just one singular part of an entire multifaceted individual there's some people that operate with more of that frequency and there's certain people that have less of that frequency you know we're all walking around with different human designs different languages different ways different operating systems different parts in our cars different ways in which our engines fire and why, why can some cars go zero to 60? And why can some cars stop on a dime? And why do some cars do better off-roading? You know, we're all built differently. And on top of that, you know, obviously what, what Robert Anton Wilson gets into in Prometheus Rising is that it's, it's more about, you know, he says like that the brain is not a, a computer, but it can be it can It can be molded as one it can be molded as hardware and software, uh like the physical part of the brain and the set of programs that we pick up so as they interface with each other um as they grow over time um,
0: and so he he talks about sort of the
1: the um The different the different programs like genetic imperatives, so hardwired programs, instincts, you know, in in like just survival type stuff. I'll talk a little bit more about you know the the circuit models that he builds on with Timothy Leary's uh, eight circuit model, and he talks about the oral bio survival circuit. So the sort of hardwired programs, the imprints, the conditioning, the uh, more or less like the the um the 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 coding that the brain receives and chooses to accept or not but most likely accepts only at certain points in specific developments so where wherever you're susceptible to certain kinds of conditioning or imprinting vulnerabilities that you'll take those on and then conditioning so imprints i guess are a little bit i guess i guess robert anton wilson makes the case that the imprints are different than conditioning but he says that conditioning are are programs that are built into the imprints so it's a they're 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 looser they're easier to change especially with counter conditioning uh programs so you have like the the imprint that goes in it's sort of a the general big blanket, and then you have all the little fibers in there, which are the conditioning. And then the learning program is uh, softer conditioning. So from Timothy, this, this was from Leary, where Wilson got all this stuff. And uh, But anyway, it, it, he, I love this book because it talks, it goes into talking about you know why we're susceptible to things how how we're made and how we interface with our environment and how things can change and, and alter and how we change and alter and why we believe things that we believe and and don't believe and the thinker thinks and the prover proves like you you know you can you can th- you can live in in a reality tunnel where you think that you know Trump is is the the savior coming to save America and rescue everybody and, and all this kind of stuff, or you could live in the reality tunnel that you know he's he's literally Satan and he's this evil monster that's going to destroy the world. You know, either either way, the person that's in that tunnel is right. You know, because you you know, it's like it's it's a religion. Once you've committed to that religion, once you, that's the way that it works is like once you have these sort of predispositions and beliefs, then you're sort of vulnerable for those predispositions and beliefs to see outside material that confirms it for you. That says, ah, yes, I knew I was right. I feel like I have a place in the world. I feel like I could stand on solid ground. I feel like things make more sense. I have a clear vision now of I'm, you know the side that I'm on, and I'm on the good side and the moral side and the just side and the smart side. I'm on the smart side that believes in science and data and uh, you know, which is a religion with its own dogmas as well. As Rupert Sheldrake talks about, you know, the, the the science delusion, the dogmas of science, the the institution of of and, and that's really the thing is that the more and more that we create institutions that ha- that that exist on a
0: hierarchy where
1: big egos feel challenged and not open to changes the more and more that we distort reality to fit the narrative. You know, Chris Ryan talks about this in Civilized to Death, the narrative of of perpetual progress, the NPP. it's, It's a, everywhere we look, there's narratives being sold and marketed to us. There's highly advanced techniques of persuasion and propaganda and indoctrination. Literally every single place that you look, I'm sure that right now, if a Christian conservative living in Kentucky who goes to church every day was listening to the Mike Adelic podcast, they might think that this is some kind of satanic, blasphemous, heretical
0: crap. And in their worldview,
1: when they're when they're presented with information that doesn't confirm their worldview but challenges their word, worldview, instead of leaning into it and saying, Oh, why, why is that? Or what is this, they'll actually it will actually reinforce that more. And uh Charles Eisenstein talks about this a lot, which I, which is why I, I was so drawn to him when I first discovered him. I was like, man, that's great. I love that he's talking about this stuff, because everywhere where I found this sort of outside the box type of thinking, was in a lot of different places. A lot in libertarian philosophy. A lot of Murray Rothbard, Ron Paul, Tom Woods, Hayek, Mises, Henry Hazlitt, um, Lysander Spooner. Um, Bastiat Frederick bastiat uh Lou Rockwell, a lot of people, and it's like sometimes you bring things up and you're like yeah i'll um I'll read this stuff, and it's like, well then well, you believe everything no, no, I want to see what they're saying and why, and then taking the pieces that I feel that can mesh and mold well into Robert Anton Wilson and Carl Jung and Joseph Campbell and Eric Davis, and Ralph Waldo Emerson, and Plato, and Socrates, and Plato? I don't think, wait, no, I haven't read, I don't think I've really read, I know a little bit about Plato, but Socrates never wrote anything down, I think Socrates was the first podcaster, he never wrote anything. But anyway, my
0: point is that if we see everybody as ourselves, which that is everybody in existence to my knowledge is a human being i'm sure maybe there aren't some human beings
1: but as but as far as i know i have to take what i can take in for now and just say that we're all we all contain the same life force within us we're all operating the same movie projector that's, that's, that's projecting out of the two eyes, that's opening up the two ears, that's taking everything in. And we all really want the, the same base core things, to feel like we belong, to feel like we have people that care about us, that we're connected to, that we have a community, that we have some kind of meaning, that we have some kind of purpose, some kind of, of belonging to the world, some kind of reason for being that gives us fulfillment, satisfaction pleasure and joy and happiness, that we, can, that we can really do the things that make our souls
0: dance and our hearts sing. And sometimes you
1: have to get through a lot of crap that's been layered on, you know, these, like these things that I'm talking about, these imprints, these conditioning, you know, all this stuff. Sometimes we,
0: we it's like, getting to the core
1: of your being is 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 going through an a wormhole a spiraling wormhole of labyrinths with treadmills that exist in infinite trap doors it doesn't matter how many t- psychedelics you take it doesn't matter how much you've meditated it doesn't matter there's always trap doors there's always treadmills that are have you running in circles there's always carrots on sticks there's always predators there's always parasites There's always charlatans, there's always frauds, no matter where you go. By the way, I just want to plug my uh, instant shaman course, Um, $13,999 sent to me, P.O. Box 1111, Beverly Hills, California. And uh, as soon as you send it to me, I will visualize you being uh, a completely healed shamanic being. And uh and and that'll be that. So just uh send me that. That's a uh one-time deal, you know, really quickly. But anyway, like I was saying, there's so many hucksters and con men and frauds and and just people that look to prey on the weaknesses of others in in every single area. It doesn't matter if it's in social justice, doesn't matter if it's in, you know, being a being a patriot, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you know, this is why I get so riled up when people talk when people put stock. First of all, put stock in politicians. We'll talk about that. Uh, but really, the the sort of summing up a person, the the group identity politics of putting people into gr- into groups, labeling those people, judging those people. And acting as if, like, they're not us just peering out of another meat suit through subjective consciousness that they've been conditioned imprinted, and programmed to have. Yeah, this is, this is the thing, is that we, 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 do, we do not understand ourselves, so how could we understand each other, and how could we understand the world? And, and today, it's, you can drive yourself mad
0: trying to understand things.
1: And it's pretty easy. It's pretty, it's pretty easy and it's pretty, uh, it has a, a certain level of instant gratification to rest in a particular area and say, Ah, oh, I found the answer. Ah, oh, this is the right thing. Ah, oh, yes. You know? Fuck the cops. Fuck the police. Cops are pigs. All cops are bad. All cops are bastards. H C A P. Fuck that shit. Fuck
2: those motherfuckers. Those Republicans. Stupid motherfuckers. They're fucking dumbasses. Yo, Trump is gonna get his ass kicked in November. Fucking Kamala Harris is the is the fucking V P. She oh she's gonna fucking torch Pence. Oh, yeah. I mean,
1: you know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, like I said, I'll get into the sort of politics thing, but really what I'm going to talk about is the, the labeling of the all, the, the, the generalizing, the totalizing uh, of everybody's experience, and then, and then saying that that this, is, this represents the, the, the whole, this represents that human being. Oh, this person's a, a police officer. Well, they must be an evil
0: monster from hell. I think it's a little bit more complicated than that. But we have to be willing to sacrifice ourselves to the beliefs,
1: to the feelings, to the emotion that's tied up in that, and try and actually sit down and understand someone who's a, an individual human being. It's pretty easy to say, like, yeah, all cops are just like, you know, a bunch of. Fucking bullies that that couldn't get a real job or, you know, a bunch of dummies that, you know, I mean, we have to look at the entirety of the situation. It's like the system, the 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 incentive structure, the way in which the system has operated, the the you know, the 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 methods, the modes, the values, the beliefs of the system, the reality tunnels of the individuals and <clears throat> and their life story excuse me. <clears throat> And their life story. You know, my, my brother is a police officer and I love him more than, than any other man in the world. I mean, he's one of the nicest, best people I've ever known in my life. Now, his reality tunnel is completely different than mine, but we have conversations and we talk. And I'm actually really proud of him because he works as a community organizer for special projects that are being done in the community. So, you know, he's not thankfully he's not one of these guys that are out like patrolling and looking for trouble. He has a specific job that he does. And initially he wanted to be in the fire department. And it's like, "Man, that's a heroic, you know, position, you know, going literally running into fire and saving people and all the other things that comes along with it." But I guess it's it's, you know, the FDNY is, you know, whatever a little harder or something or uh, but you know his his reality tunnel is vastly different than mine. the way that he thinks his belief vastly different than mine, but he's the nicest person I've ever met in my life,
0: like that with the kindest heart who loves his family and his family loves him, and he he doesn't know what
1: I know he doesn't understand what I understand. Does that make him dumb? Does that make him unable to, like, you know, I mean, I would hope that if there were orders that were being issued that were immoral and 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 wrong, that he would, you know, maybe look the other way or speak up or say something and, you know, things things like that. Because as uh, Michael Woods, who was a former Baltimore police detective said that like it's it's you need good people in there you need good people in there because change does come from the fringes i do i'm a big believer in change coming from the fringes from the outside from the people that are 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 really not a part of the system that are building something that is making that system obsolete that is built they're building something new. That isn't influenced by the system, but that doesn't mean that we still don't need good teachers, good cops, like we need good people in there, and they're just people, even in the government, as much as I rail against the the state and how I believe that it's an illegitimate institution that you know preys upon yeah I mean all that stuff is true as the institution, and you know there's definitely a mixed there's a mixed bag of people that are attracted to these things, you have your true believers, your good you know the people that just want to do good the people that the people that just want a job the people that just need a job the the people that are fucking psychopaths and know that they can leech onto the power and manipulate people and spin things and rise to the top and win and dominate and control but a lot of a lot of uh teachers and police officers and um you know, all these institutions that have major, major problems with them, major, major problems with them, they they don't know. You know, as Jesus was up on the cross
0: being crucified, he was like, forgive them for they know not what they do. You know, the, the saying of if, you,
1: if you're slapped on the, on the cheek to turn the other cheek. And I I resonate with that. I don't know how much I'm able to actually do that, but I like that because if we truly have love and compassion for for ourselves and for humanity, we we look at the people that are suffering with hate, with anger, with jealousy, with bitterness, with resentment and not choose to go to war with them as we would in 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 a movie. But to to embrace them as one of us, man, it must be really, it must be really horrible to be, to have that be your life circumstance, to be filled with anger, to be filled with hate, to, to get into situations in your life and to not be able to see that maybe that you're, a part of that and, 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 you know, constantly blaming other people and burning bridges and ruining things and destroying stuff and maybe getting into trouble and getting yourself killed. There's a certain level of personal responsibility. Sure. But that personal responsibility can only come when the, when the individual wakes up and the individual can only wake up
0: when they're ready to wake up. and
1: and. Waking up means just waking up to who they really truly are and what they and what they really truly are doing in their life and why the things that are happening in their lives are happening to them. You know, thoughts control things and our motion and language and attitudes and behavior manipulate and shape and conspire to create the realities in which we are feeling on our inside. The reality that we're feeling on the inside is a mess. It's chaotic. We're in fear. We're tortured. We have trauma. We have PTSD. We're we're afraid. We're angry. We're bitter, resentful. We're gonna see that, you know. It's like the uh,
0: that proverb of the Chinese farmer.
1: Well, there's there's a the proverb of the Chinese farmer, but that's not the one I'm thinking of. It's uh the man traveling to town
0: but maybe i'll read both. All right, i remember. I remember it, but i'm going to I'll I'll read it for more accuracy.
1: So i guess it's called What is this town like? Back in the days when the settlers were moving to the west, a wise man stood on a hill outside a new western town. As the settlers came from the east, the wise man was the first person they met before coming into the settlement. They asked eagerly what the people of the town were like. He answered them with a question.
0: Well, maybe I
1: maybe I'll do a Sam Elliott voice. Coors Banquet beer, the only beer that touches the Rocky Mountains with its titty. <laughs> well, I ain't never known no Queen or damn Dundees either, but this here story in Los Angeles about the dude, uh, great movie, Big Lebowski. Sam Elliott, one of my favorite voices. Wish I had a Sam Elliott voice. I'll do the Sam Elliott voice for the, for the, the person that, uh, the, the, I guess like the, uh, the man on the hill outside the town. So he answers them, when they say, what are the people of this town like? And he answered them with a question, well, what were the people like in the town you just left? Some said, the town we came from was wicked. The people were rude. They gossiped. They took advantage of innocent people. It was filled with thieves and liars. And the wise man answered, This town is the same as the one you left. Sorry to say. They thanked the man for saving them the trouble they had just come out of. They then moved on further west. Then another group of settlers arrived and asked the same question. Hey, what's this town like? The wise man asked again, What was the town like where you came from? And they responded, It was wonderful. We had dear friends. Everyone looked out for each other. There was never any uh, mistrust issues because everyone cared for everyone else. If, if someone had a big project, the entire community came together to help. It was a hard decision to leave, but we all felt compelled to, to make our way in, to the West and start as pioneers. And the wise old man said to them exactly the same thing that he had said to the other group. Well, this town is filled with the same kind of people as the one you left. These people responded with joy, like, let's settle here. Wow. How they viewed their past relations was the scope for their future ones. It informed however they viewed what they had been conditioned to and, and how they had perceived things and the the feelings in which the judgments that they made and the feelings that they had inside of themselves, the conflicts from within the the projections took root. Everywhere, everywhere you go. And I remember, I think it was Emerson, Ralph Waldo Emerson, talking about travel. He, he writes, travel is a fool's game. Um, I mean, I disagree with that. But he, he talks about how wherever you go, he, he says it, the way that he says it is, wherever I find myself, my monster comes with me. You know, he's like, you could pack up your bags and leave overnight to a boat to France and find yourself on some beautiful river and beautiful people and but wherever i go there it is my monster comes with me i mean you know that is that if that's not the truth i don't know what is it's like we you know you could scream all day long, you know, wake up sheeple. Don't you understand that there's a satanic sex cult of Luciferian lizard people from multidimensional space time that's invaded the earth and living in the core and controlling us with 5G and, you know, selling people sex trafficking and Hollywood and the, you know, I mean, I'm sure there's like some truth to something in there, but I mean, just to fucking start railing that at people. You know, like Alex Jones with his megaphone. God, you gotta wake up, people! This is tyranny. This is this isn't seventeen seventy six. This is America. This is you know. If you didn't see, he like he was at like a park ground in in Austin, Texas, with a with a megaphone. Um, that guy's such a character. And and again with Alex, like when Alex first started out. You know, two guys that really got really warped and radical when they first started out, Glenn Beck and Alex Jones. When they first started out, back in the back in the early to mid two thousand, like right after nine eleven, that era. I was like, yeah, these guys make some pretty good, pretty good points. The documentary that Alex Jones produced with with Aaron Russo, I forget the name of it, uh, exposing the the tax law and the that whole thing. but they did, he did some good work and he made some good points, and, but now he's just a character of himself. He's totally insane, and he's become a product of his own character. You know It's just like doubling down on the, on the mania. And, and also, once you get in, once you feel like you've found the truth, you know, the, "Oh, this is the thing. The, this is the thing as 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 much as it may be true that there is there are secret societies there is a new world order agenda there are these things that are happening but it's also like let's let's leave some room to be open to always be open and to not just settle on that as the final thing because then we then we enter into that as Charles Eisenstein says, that separation, that game of war versus war, more war, more war, more war, more fight, 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 more hate. You know, we wind up shouting down and talking down to the people that we despise because they're not like us, because we think we're bad and we think we're better than them so that we use the same tactics that they use to, to defame them. And it's just you know more gasoline. And there's never an escape, there's never a third way, and we're always stuck in this binary system. like as I tweeted out one day, I was like, we live in this infinite, infinitely complex world of magic and mystery and majesty and and we're these beings that have such a such an unlimited, unfiltered potential for creativity and and creation and yet. Our social discourse is usually narrowed down to a binary war. Well, it's either this or that, and I find myself like sometimes I'm I'm hesitant to really speak out or say anything because if I uh, speak, <laughs> I'm not hesitant to speak out. I'm hesitant to put things into a like a tweet or a post because it's it's it, there's too much there and it tends to get misinterpreted. Like if I say something about Biden, well people go, well I guess you're for Trump then, huh? And it's like, well well no. Criticizing a person on an apo- on on the on the side so- on one side doesn't imply that I'm in favor of the other, and vice versa. It's like I there's there's criticisms everywhere, and there there's truths everywhere and nowhere. You know, that is the if we want to step into a world that is more peaceful and and harmonious, then we have to start to embrace complexity nuance not knowing being open and that's that's why i like to take psychedelics because psychedelics are a great reminder and a great opening a great humbler a great resetter a great defragger declutterer it helps it helps you know, wash the windows on the dusty windshield of the car it gives me a clearer opener Perspective. It doesn't actually give me the values that I'm supposed to have, or, or the, whatever. It doesn't like it. Doesn't program me with any particular non-specific amplifiers, as as Groff says. Non-specific amplifiers. Non-specific tools. They can be used in a number of different ways, and there's a number of different traps and treadmills and labyrinths that go along with that whole side of things. But we, we live in a world where there is an infinitely complex array, a
0: myriad of infinite data points, and we put the
1: structures, the foundations, the borders, the boundaries, we erect the civilizations, the prisons of the, of the mind, of consciousness we draw the area in this
0: landscape to make the world make sense to us. And as Robert Anton Wilson
1: talks about in his book, it, it's the pattern of these structures and, and things that we, that we put into that space originates within our biological and
0: sociological uh, properties.
1: You know, there's, there's, there's a reason why, and there, and there isn't. The other great thing is there, there is no the truth. There, there are, there are multiple truths, and that is why I'm also in favor of things like secession, you know, decentralization, localization, hunter-gatherer, tribal type of, of, of living, because that, to me. Signifies an intelligent society, an intelligent race of people that can say, look, there's a lot of differences, and there's no way that we're all going to agree on one way of being, one set of values. I mean, that that's what cults do. Cults want you to dismiss all other ways of thinking and adopt and accept their one way and 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 prime and imprint and condition you to accept the their way and then there you go. You're now you're just a zombie robot following a charismatic leader that is hungry for power or control and that can leech off of your energy. And that that's where we find ourselves in to this day. There's mega ones and then there's littler ones. And again to uh Bring Robert Went, uh, Robert Anton Wilson up. I almost said that like Bugs Bunny. Wow, but Anton Wilson, or that's not Bugs Bunny. That's uh, Elmer Fudd. Sorry,
0: that web wabbit.
1: To bring Robert Anton Wilson back up, as I'm rereading Prometheus Rising, I really should probably read this book like every, what, like once a year or something. I don't know. It's uh, it's it's. I'm really digging it. But he talks about, there's a section where he talks about mind-washing and brain-programming, and he says in order to reprogram an individual that they need to be reduced to an to infantile helplessness. Uh, the first circuit, the biosurvival circuit, in which other people are deciding what is to be done to their body, their soul, their psyche, their consciousness, to their form, to their being. From there, the first four circuits can be rebuilt the you can rebuild a person and these techniques are used by the army to he makes the example in the book about the army the intake process by like basically taking someone away from their known world and putting them into a totally new world that shields them from All the other things they've been used to breaks them down, deprives them, and then makes them dependent upon the system that they're being conditioned now to accept to be a part of. And uh, Raw says human society as a whole is a vast brainwashing machine whose semantic rules and sex roles create a social robot. And, you know, that's from the moment you're born, you know, you're born in. Into the manifestation of this projected cult, you know in a fluorescently lit room with squared cold steel and, and things like that, and you know the, and you're labeled and you're given a number for life <laughs> and then you have to go to school, otherwise if you don't go to school, Kamala Harris is going to hunt you down and, and put you in jail because you didn't send your kids to school. Or, I mean yeah, it's uh it's a cult, and the state is a cult the they have cult rituals, one of them being the election, where we're given this this false reality this this illusion that we only have two choices or you know whatever you could say there's independents and libertarians and the green party and you know running and, and things like that but in reality i mean you know it's 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 like hey the, you know the 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 agenda setting game programmers tell you this is what you should care about this is what's important these are your choices this is the way it is and they'll put you in situations that make you more dependent upon them and their solutions and their promises so that you're oblivious to the fact that there's, there's another way, that there's a way to go inward and to discover who you really are and why you're really here and what your true power really is because you don't get it.
0: You're not getting power from, from these institutions and these people. All you're getting is the illusion of that.
1: You know, it's a great magic trick. And, and many of us like to be swept up in the drama. We like to go to magic shows to suspend our disbelief, to be fooled, to be tricked. And in a way, I kind of think that that is the, that is the sort of, you know, I could feel it. I could see it now. You know, people are like, 82 days. Oh, November, here we go. like Oh, you better get out there and fall. Like oh, no, no, no. It's this fucking cult mentality but it's, it's it's it i mean it's a it's a show it's a charade it's a theater and a lot of this stuff is on optics it's on a it's you know it's on oh look you know we'll take kamala harris for example oh isn't it great it's uh she's the first person of woman person of color this is a, such a great moment and it's like all right sure yeah but like who is she what's her record What does she stand for? And those kinds of things will get talked about from the oppositional side. And then the Democrat side, you know, the Republicans will say, well, look at her record, look at what she's done. And the Democrat side will spin that to be attacks on her and the followers will fall into that as well. Well, they're just attacking her because they're racist and they don't want to see a woman in there. and the whole, I mean, and, and this, all this stuff doesn't really matter. This is a charade. This is a magic trick. This is a game. This doesn't have anything to do with, with, with you and your life and us and how we want to live and, and how we can create a better world. As Charles Eisenstein says, the more beautiful world our hearts know is possible. You know, it's not, the key to that world isn't in politicians it isn't in corporations it isn't in money it isn't in banks it is in us realizing waking up to who we are why we are the way we are and then knowing that we have a choice to move forward but you know like i said you can't just get a megaphone and start yelling at people to wake up sheeple and you know you're slaves and you're being trapped i mean i i used to do that i used to do that when i first came into Uncovering a lot of information that I wasn't exposed to, I was like, "Oh my God! Like they've been hiding this from me. What else have they been hiding from me? I got to tell people. I got to warn people. I got to wake people up." Surely, as soon as I tell people that, you know, that 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 this stuff is going on, they're going to see things from my way. But that's not the way it is. So now, instead of doing that, I just crack open a fresh Coors Banquet beer out here in Golden, Colorado, in the Rocky Mountains, and a tent under the stars and have myself a yeehaw good time all right you know there's a um a quote by soren kierkegaard that i that i liked a lot and i posted on my instagram a while back where he says truth always rests with the minority and the minority is always stronger than the majority because the minority is generally formed by those who really have an opinion while the strength of a majority is illusory
0: and it's formed by gangs who have no opinion,
1: the mob, the mindless mob, and who therefore, in the next instant, when it is evident that the minority
0: is the stronger, assume its opinion, while truth again reverts to a new minority. And we see that. I think we see that happening right now. You can see, you know, the 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 Black Lives Matter movement, which started as a a true
1: movement, but now has been subsumed by the blob of the majority. There's there you know, and I I see it <clears throat> Again, I'll bring up Kamala Harris because I saw like a post the other day where people are like just like cheering her on and like rooting. Oh my god! And, and I just thought to myself, I was like, how many people actually know who she is, what she represents, what they're p- playing into? You know, this is it's this is the 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 once truthful minority now being shifted into the mindless majority. And I, I'm not saying the majority of people think she's great or whatever, but there's a sort of a trend to, you know, this this sort of groupthink, hive mind mentality of just like, well, this sounds like it's good. This seems like it's good. This has good intentions. What's the harm here? What's happening that's wrong or what's what's bad? But it's 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 far more complex than that. And you know that when people say like you got to get out there and vote and all this other stuff, it's like the people that are voting for the most part are people that don't aren't they don't really know, and they're just going and they're and they're pulling the lever for the people who they think seem like oh well he said that he's in favor of they said that yeah I mean why are we listening to what people say? We're not I mean this is you know we're we're looking at these promises and these. These people, and we're grouping them into these, you know, identity politic categories. And oh well, the, you know, he's a Democrat, and she's a person of guy. so that it, it must be good. It must be bet. It must be better than what we have. But it, that the thing that I'm trying to say is, we got to stop playing that game of choosing the lesser evil of trading, you know, one dictator, one tyrant, one ruling, you know, authority of parasites, predators, sociopaths for another. That's all, all these people are. The people that really want to be at the top are people that want power and control. They want to win. They want to
0: dominate. All of them. That's the name of the game. And so as, as
1: Kierkegaard says, like truth always rests with the minority, but that, the, the, the biggest minority is the individual. You know, it's and, and finding out your truth isn't necessarily finding out coming to your own conclusions and deciding that reptiles are controlling the world or something like that it's a, it's about finding out well what kind of life makes you feel like you are happy that your soul is being nourished that you feel that you are able to function in life without getting pulled and pushed and swayed and triggered and emotional by every tom dick harry and jane that comes along with contradictory points of view and you know that even people that curse at you and tell you that you're an idiot or you're wrong can you can you can you walk with that can you hold that can you rest in your integrity and in your truth you know can you believe in yourself and be confident enough in yourself not to be swayed by the opinions of of the masses or the mass the various different fragmented mass movements you know Always ask, where is this coming from? What is the end result of this? What is the logical conclusion to this? Who stands the most to gain? Who stands the most to lose, What's the incentive? And where do I stand in this?
0: Where do I fit in? What's it for me?
1: Another great book that I love a lot uh, that I feel like doesn't get talked about too much is uh, one of Carl Jung's later books called The Undiscovered Self, The Dilemma of the Individual in Modern Society.
0: He says, yeah, you know, the,
1: what stops the world from disintegrating into chaos? It's a, it's a stable minority of individuals because the masses drown out reason and individuality. They pressure people into conformity. Groupthink, one way, good, bad, moral, evil, and and you know he, he makes the case in the book when this happens, it inevitably leads
0: to tyranny. Uh, and then I'll I'll talk a little bit about well I'll, I guess I'll keep going into that but because.
1: you know the 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 hatred that people have for trump right it's like where is that in ourselves where is where are we participating in the in the trump like qualities of the culture that we that we are a part of that we contribute to that we participate in that we help perpetuate and propagate he says that carl jung says the would be tyrants are the psychopaths who bring out to the surface the represented elements of the masses Trump is a mirror, a shadow of the culture. He's a reflection of our values as a culture. Uh, and then he says, but these future tyrants, while a minority, are hard to detect and extremely dangerous. And it's not just Trump. It's you know all, all the people that gravitate towards power, all of them. Uh, our self-knowledge is an offshoot of what our immediate social environment believes it knows about itself but true self-knowledge can only occur after accessing individual facts about oneself which is why general theories are poor devices generalization, stereotypes labeling groups identity politics For example you might you might have read some statistics and know about averages but theories that tell you about the average, are not telling you very much about yourself. Reality is found out in the irregularities. One could say that the real picture consists of nothing but exceptions to the rule, and that in consequence, absolute reality has
0: predominantly the character of irregularity. So then, you know, Carl Jung, I mean, this book is great because he talks about statistics and mass indoctrination and um,
1: and, and where he, he makes the point that, that uh, the individual who is not anchored in God can offer no resistance on his own resources to the physical and moral uh, problems of the world
0: you know he needs like he needs evidence
1: of the inner transcendent experience so that's 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 where i feel that that psychedelics can play such a part because as as mckenna says you know the felt presence of direct experience you can when you have a direct spiritual godly divine moment when you are able to to go inwards and and sort yourself out and inspect your inner landscape, then you can then you can approach the outer world better. you can interact in the outer world you can be a better person, which has a ripple effect on everyone when somebody is freaking out and screaming and panicking, and if you just stand there and you're like hmm i I hear you and uh I will definitely speak with you about this uh Although now is 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 a time where I feel that will be less productive than a future date. So if you'd like, you know, it 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 it, it you know, there's a lot of people that want to drag you into their drama. Well oh, fuck you, motherfucker! About suck my dick. And if you're just like, okay, all right, yeah, I understand your ad hominem attacks, but I am not going to engage with them right now. It it takes their power away, and in a way. It just lets them stew in their own psychopathology, their own trauma, their own neuroses. You know, it's like, hey, that's your that's your problem. You're so hate filled. You want to go around punching people or yelling at people. I mean, that that you know, I'll defend myself if need be, but I'm not going to get in there and start being a vigilante for, you know, to to fight against. I mean, they made the point in the in the movie The Dark Knight, which I thought is was so brilliantly done. The the Joker was birthed out of Batman. You know they they talk about the I guess it was really a commentary on post nine eleven you know invasion occupation terrorist type type stuff where the it's escalation. You know you you, I think uh, Michael kane in the movie says like once you put on the mask, then someone else puts on a even crazier mask something like that. You know it's it's. And jo- the Joker makes, makes that point, I think, as well. It's like when, when you escalate things to a particular level, you're going to have reactions and responses that need to meet
0: that escalation.
2: we're doing inner work. We're doing trauma work. I need integration.
0: (laughs) But (laughs) kind of back to a a point I was talking about before is that it's really where it's our attention.
1: Our attention. Our attention, our our energy, our, our fighting, for something, our rally cries, our smacking down, our dunking, our sticking it to the other team, the other side, the other. I got you. you yeah, I got mine. I'm gonna get mine. Oh, this is mine, and you, you're gonna get yours. And you know that that whole mentality. We 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 need to find a way that we can for ourselves. Step outside of that matrix of control, that game. You know, as as the great Tom Woods would say, the the three by five card of allowable opinion, to which I've sort of fused that with his and Terrence McKenna's sayings that are similar, uh the 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 sandbox of uh of allowable thought, opinion, and expression. And that is, you know, we live in in this framed way. You know, as soon as we're born, we're we're born into
0: a energetically an energetically induced, symbolically and linguistically infused prison. That it's very difficult to see, but it's pretty, I think, easy to feel the The
1: natural state of us human beings. Well, I mean, we're very adaptable, so we can adapt to many different ways. But we shouldn't be living with such suffering, such conflict, such repression, anger, distrust. I'm gonna get mine. You're gonna. You're gonna get. I got mine. You got yours. Oh, I win. You lose. Get off my property. This is mine. You know. You know that that sort of myth of, of cutthroat competition and, and, and that kind of stuff. It doesn't have to be that way. We can choose as we've been choosing and as we will continue to choose with the upcoming election how much energy, how much of our, our precious, our only most precious resource, our time, energy, and attention, when we, the more and more we sacrifice that, to the altar of hopes and promises and empty platitudes to outside forces to try and come in and save us, the more twisted and confused and whipped up and riled up we're going to be. And the cycle will continue. You know, what's happening in the world right now is nothing new. It's the same old story, just with different advancements in technology and things like that. It's the same story. You know, racism, power, control, virus, this, that, the other thing. Nothing nothing, new here.
0: And you know, devil in a new dress. The song remains the same. Meet the new boss, same as the old boss. Right?
1: But as soon as we really do the deep work of going inwards, and as the conductors of our trillion cell orchestra start playing a symphony that rivals
0: you know the london philharmonic
1: then we'll be attuned or tuned to approaching the outside world in different ways our our behaviors our thoughts our interactions the language we use the choices that we make how we discern and digest information and you know all of those sorts of things yeah you know, we all we all play a part in shaping this reality and really you know just to go back to it it's the attention the energy thing like once we get i really like the the sort of analogy of being a conductor of the symphony of your trillion cell orchestra you know sure there's probably there might be like a rogue trombone that goes off here and there or like a renegade trumpet but If we are playing in a consistent harmony, then we'll be better suited to create the kinds of realities that we want to create. It's not going to come from the outside first. It has to come from the inside first. It comes from the the grassroots, the ultimate grassroots, which which is deep, deep, deep inside, buried under the layers of imprints and conditioning and programming and mind control and magic tricks and and trauma and and triggers and emotions and you know self critical negative thoughts and you know all this kind of stuff i mean we have a mountain to climb in terms of evolving this is the there is a war there is a fight in the world and the the war and the fight is a is for the 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 bounty and the beauty and the abundance of the diversity that is represented in each and every single one of us individuals versus the mob that wants mass control in a homogenized uniform race of
0: people a species of people whatever you know they get just a, a mob
1: of people but that's not that's not what we are you know there's we and 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 it sounds good. Like it sounds good to go out there and be like, "We are united. We are together. We are one." I mean, that that is true. But though that kind of that can be weaponized to mean something different. We are one. We are we, we are united. We are connected. We are all this the existing in the same you know consciousness that expresses itself in, in different ways in a multitude of different ways which makes it so interesting. You know, diversity is good. Diversity of everything, of people, cultures, food, language, ideas, philosophies, religions, you know, belief systems, gods and goddesses. And, you know, we're really living in a time now where we're able to see everything and we're able to see more of what we don't like in ourselves and the outside and start judging and saying that's not the right way to do it. This is the right way to do it. That's not the right thing. That's bullshit. That's fine. And there and there are facts and there are truths like gravity is, you know, I'm pretty sure that when you throw something up in the air, it's going to land down on the floor. I'm pretty sure when you walk walk into the ocean, you're going to get wet. And there's there are certain constants.
0: But as Rupert Sheldrake talks, about that
1: science has the modern materialist reductionist science tends to put forward the idea that well we pretty much have everything figured out we're just looking at that one percent of the puzzle of course because that's how we view ourselves we view ourselves as the apotheosis of of life we're like wow look at Look at us, human beings. Look at where we are. We have achieved so much. This is all for us. This is all for ourselves. And this, my story, and my, I'm the hero, and everybody else is the, the villain. And the, the problems in the world is because of this, this, that. It's like, where can we contribute? And and we can't. We can't. You know, there's a mass pool out there. We can't enter into it with toxic water in ourselves. We have to. You know align ourselves to, to so we can feel the best that we can feel so that we can think clearly so that we can act wholly and with compassion and curiosity and generosity and kindness and 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 love really to be agents of of love not agents of death agents of liberation not agents of control agents of of love and abundance and giving into the, the the awe of the mystery of the infinite rather than fearful, small, limited, little slaves that are just obedient workers and drones that just follow orders and don't think for themselves and just you know, run amuck in their own lives and then everybody else's. And there's a variety of different practices that you can get into to try and get more into yourself. It doesn't just have to be psychedelics. It can be psychedelics. It can be other versions of altered states. It could be dancing. It could be chanting. It could be singing. It could be ice baths. It could be hot saunas. It could be hiking. It could be running. It could be cycling. It could be yoga. It could be pranayama. It could be Wim Hof. It could be uh, magic. It could be tarot cards. It could be, you know, we every, we, every place that we we, d- we have to sort of be open to the belief of the thing in which we're engaging in in order for that thing to presu- produce the results that we want. It reminds me of, of that uh, Joseph Campbell once told something about like, uh, some guy who had this uh, dream catcher above his bed, and he was like, oh, I, well, it's interesting that you have that up there. I thought you didn't believe in that stuff. And he was like, well, I heard that you don't have to believe in it for it to work. <laughs> it's like like that's a belief in and of itself, right? It's like whatever beliefs that we want to carry into something, if it's not harming other people, if it's not harming ourselves, if it's infusing us with uh with a with a sort of mirror and a manifested outside plug in source for us to for it to then communicate the thing that we need to hear back to us that's if that's helpful, go for it if you're able to cultivate it on your own, great, but if you need to. Schedule time with a a channeler, or if you need to do things like that, you know that might help. Do it, but then again, there's traps with that too because you you can't fully attach to those things. If you fully attach to those things, then you're living in somebody else's reality tunnel and not your own. You need to cultivate the ability to take it all in and put it into the expanded space in which you've opened up by going within to be able to hold it and to be able to. To walk with it, but not attach to all of it. Once you start attaching, then you start becoming a part of a team. Once you start becoming a part of a team, then you need to go to war. Once you go to war, war never ends.
0: So, yeah, I would say that understanding
1: ourselves as individuals and others as ourselves as other individuals that are just like us who've grown up with, with imprinting, programming,
0: conditioning,
1: patterning, indoctrination, magic, tricks being done, mind control, manipulation, emotional swaying and triggering, selective information, real, you know, they're reality tunnels. It's, it's amazing because I recently read a great essay by Peter Lindbergh about mimetic tribes. And uh, and in Prometheus Rising, Robert Anton Wilson talks about, and this was written in 1983, he talks about the fragmentation of reality back then. And And he writes, The problems of the modern world arise from the fact that these reality tunnels are no longer isolated from each other. Throughout most of human history, Up to 100 years ago, up to 20 years ago, in some parts of the world, a man or a woman could lead an entire life snugly within the cocoon of the local reality tunnel. Today, we are all constantly colliding with persons living in wildly different reality tunnels. This creates a great deal of hostility in the more ignorant, vast amounts of metaphysical and ethical confusion, in the more sophisticated and growing disorientation for all a situation known as our crisis of values. The average person has a deluge of contradictory and conflicting reality tunnels impinging on him or her with little little training in either cultural or neurological relativism. The deluge is accelerating and intensifying. One symptom is the fact, and he talks about a symptom about the, the TV guide being taken over by terrified conservatives who can't understand and can only dread the, the downpour of alien signals instead of being me, uh, merely a guide to what's on the, the TV. The TV guide to them has become uh, this, this crazy reality tunnel um, that is weirder and stranger and wider than more and more varied than their narrow tunnel vision. Of the small town wasp, so yeah, that's that's what we have today. I mean, that's I mean, it's even it's it's at ludicrous speed, you know. If you've if you've seen Spaceballs, turn it up to ludicrous speed. We're at ludicrous speed. We're at exponential ludicrous insanity. And in uh, in Peter Lindbergh's essay on mimetic tribes, he I guess kind of talks about something similar. I wonder if he's familiar with Robert Anton Wilson's work, but he, he talks about how basically like the, the red-blue dichotomy no longer provides a, a sufficient map of the political territory that we're in. He says that now we're in an era of mimetic tribes, and he, he writes... We define a memetic tribe as a group of agents with a meme complex or memeplex that directly or indirectly seeks to impose its distinct map of reality along with its moral imperatives on others. These tribes are on active duty in the new culture war. They possess a multiplicity of oh, I just lost it. A multiplicity, they possess a multiplicity of competing claims, interests, goals, and organizations. While the red and blue tribes were certainly far from monolithic, any claim to unity between medic tribes is laughable. An establishment leftist who squabbles with the right must contend with mockery from the dirtbag left. Meanwhile, the dirtbag left endures critiques from social justice activists who are in turn criticized by the intellectual dark web. The trench warfare of the old culture war has become an all-out brawl. And I would say, like, yes, while they mis- th- this must exist a lot online, I don't necessarily find this to be ever present in the sort of waking reality that I find myself in, but it probably is the more you talk to people, the more you sit down with people. You know, I think it, it definitely has a hand in infecting us. I mean, just in the way that television programmed people and continues to program people social media and the internet is now the programmer and we're seeing it more and more with Facebook censoring things in the, you know, under the guise of, of doing good and, and getting rid of fake news and that whole thing. And it's like, well, who's the arbiter of truth here? What's, you know, who gets to say what this, this, you know, Google and, and all and YouTube deplatforming platforming people and stuff. I mean, it's, it's really a, uh, it's crazy and and people feel like they need to go to war because if they if they were censored then they have to go to war and that means everyone's going to be censored and you know everybody has you know and then there's the people that like believe Google and believe the CIA and believe the FBI I mean we don't, won't even get into the whole you know fucking crazy Russia bullshit story I mean you notice in these in in the way that the agenda setting paradigm works is that it's like Something is just, like, hot, and then it just goes away. I mean, are, d- does anyone care about, about the fact that, you know, that our military has 800 bases stationed all over the world and that we've been at perpetual war for pretty much our entire history and, you know, that we produce the most amount of weapons and we sell the most amount of weapons and, you know, th- like just all this kind of stuff. That, you know, I mean, it, it's too complex for the average person to, to handle. So when we when we are entering into a society that is this complex, the majority of people don't have the time because they have to work for the machine to produce the energy that serves the parasitical elite class so that they can have everybody sort of dumbed down and compliant and complacent and acquiesce to the goings-on of the mass apparatus. And the mass machine apparatus has its own agendas and it's, it's, tr- it's trucking along. And, it's, and it's, it's easier to just conform to that. It's easier to just be like, well, just go in that. That's the way the direction's going, and just participate in that. And we don't notice it as time goes on. We don't notice it because they're, they're, the, the ball keeps getting moved forward 10 yards to a new, a new normal, and the players that step on the field are a new generation of players that weren't alive and didn't experience the, the reality of the time that preceded it so to them it's just normal to kids that are 20 years old today the world this is well this is this is just the way it is this is normal they have they don't know anything else and you now you have to go through all of these you know deprogramming deconditioning methods this inner work the trauma work the integration the healing the uncovering of hidden things and censored things and You have to rediscover and be reborn almost, and that takes a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of commitment, and it. You also have to have been presented in your reality tunnel with the the ability to make that choice to see that lane. And so, when all that's clouded, and everything is infinitely complex, and truth is nowhere to be found, and nebulous and vague, and you know, relative and all these warring tribes and the whoever's loudest and repetitive, repetitive the most over time seems to win the the message and the narrative. Well, then it, it's, it becomes almost like a no brainer to just be like, well, just go with the, you know, just, it's too complex. It's too confusing. It's too overwhelming. And, and I don't even know that it's too complex and too overwhelming and too, con- too confusing. Cause I just, haven't been presented with that choice so just go with the just go with the flow you know but but really i mean that is that is a part of the way in which we the trajectory of this mass global civilization and the 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 warring tribe mentality expresses itself in countries and governments and corporations and and all kinds of things and one of the Documents that Whitney Webb, the journalist Whitney Webb uh got access to by Freedom of Information Act talks about a little known government agency and how they are just like a small relatively new government agency, part of the alphabet clan that that uh interesting that Google changes name to alphabet too that's that's pretty interesting uh but but they basically say like look we we need like a crisis to get people to adopt what china has rapidly advanced and and and, the, and and what they've rapidly advanced is the integration of smart technology tracking and surveillance on their population and they they in the document they're basically saying look I think you could find it Whitney Webb, Last American Vagabond, Freedom of Information Act, China, technocracy, something along those lines. Uh, But they're basically saying, like, look, like, we're going to be left behind. The United States is going to be left behind in being they won't be the exporters of this kind of technology to the rest of the world. Instead, China will be. And we can't have that because people in Silicon Valley are going to lose money. Everyone's going to lose money you know that we're going to lose a grip on setting the tone and and writing the narrative that we want to write as this american corporate oligarchy and you know we we need to do we need we 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 see what china's doing and the political rhetoric it's like well they're terrible and we can't do what they they're they're ter- they're not free and da, da da. but then behind the scenes it's like no we like what they're doing and we want to have that here we want to have black mirror you know social credit scores facial recognition, biomedical health data, RFID chips. I saw this ad that someone posted for RFID chips. It's like, in the future, you'll have a chip implanted in your arm, so you won't need to use money anymore. When you go to the vending machine, you could just wave your hand at the, at the vending machine and get your favorite Coke, favorite soda. It's like, oh, wow, progress, right? Oh, my God, the NPP, the narrative of perpetual progress. For who? For what? Is, is that the goal of life is just to, to maintain this sort of, uh, this limited scope of reality and then just continually innovate within that limited scope to produce more efficiency, to get more things or, you know, Oh, I don't even have to leave my desk. I can just sit here and crush Excel spreadsheets all day. And I have an Amazon delivery drone, drop a hot dog right into my mouth. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, I set it up each week. It comes automatically. So I don't even have to take the time to order it. it just comes. Wow, this is great. The future. Oh, wow, amazing. But this is these are the kinds of things that it's like
0: in order to have money
1: and all the things that come with with that, you know, luxury and to, you know, the the, the, the these people want to live good lives. But I, I would argue that they're they're also infected by it as well. You know, they're infected by the game that they're playing to win. Maybe they're not happier. You know, they they think they're chasing it, they're getting those things, but who knows? But that, you know, it's so infinitely complex that it's it's impossible to get a handle on. So then when things come out, it's like, oh, look, isn't this cool? And people are like, yeah, cool, the new thing. Hey, just scan your face, and it opens your phone. Oh, cool, awesome, yeah, sweet. You know, your phone is listening to you. There's software in apps that listen to what you say so that they can put ads in front of you. I had a friend that worked for a company that did something similar with television. They would target, where they would analyze have they had deals with smart TVs where their software was put into the television so that because their 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 concept was that basically people are on their phones and iPads while they're watching television a vast majority of people watch television with holding while holding and looking at a smartphone or or iPad and you have you can fast forward commercials and you know things like that and now with like streaming stuff it's it's like that so they're like well how can we get ads in front of them because it's, it's all about the attention. It's all about the ads, it's all about winning the, the dominance game, the hierarchy game. And that game is just, it's just a game, it's just a game made up. It's not, it's not an intrinsic, inherent, biological need. You know, as the saying goes, you can't eat money. You can't take money to the grave with you. Like we, we have to, we have to be willing to, to take risks, to sacrifice certain things if we want to change and, you know, step out into what we believe is is the truth in order to experiment with a diversity of of different new ways of doing things in which where we depend on each other and our kindness and our respect and our generosity. And now we're living in a world where all that stuff is eroding because divide and conquer. You know, the more people that you have pointing the finger and blaming each other, the more mimetic tribal warfare that you have, the easier it is to offer solutions that are on a mass technological level and entertainment that check people out. And then you can start to offer, keep offering up more solutions in the name of safety and security and, and, uh, and peace of mind. But it just doubles down on, on the technological, you know, uh, uh, it just doubles down on the, on on the already constructed prison and it just becomes more advanced and more technological until where does it go you know where, does, where do we wind up Well, we end up we end up as robots
0: you know we either we either blow ourselves up we either destroy everything and and go back to square one or we become
1: robots. You know, this is like the the transhuman thing, which some which some people are into. It's like, "Oh, cool. Oh yeah, I'll just have things implanted in my eyes so I can just look up information whenever I want." It's like, you know, it sounds appealing. It sounds cool, but where does it go? And and why are we doing it? And for who? What are we working for? For who? What are we building? Where are we going? Why? Or we have some kind of mass You know, moment where we realize that holy shit, we need to like come to a balance. Like, yes, technology is cool, but let's evolve our consciousness as well. Let's involve who, let's evolve who we are as human beings and integrate the amazing creative collaborative work that we can do and the artistic work that we can do to produce really cool fun technologies that make life easier but at the same time holding the values that make us human in the first place there and keeping it there keeping the and knowing those importances rather than trying to fill every void and every hole with some kind of external material thing that where in that cycle never ends, we always feel compelled to move on to the next thing and the next thing and the bigger thing and the best thing. And in in Prometheus Rising, Robert Anton Wilson talks about this. Like he talks about evolving into into higher circuits, higher circuits that are forming in the human brain that are that are more advanced than the lower, more uh, the, lo- the, the lower circuits, and and broad and broadening the. The, the, the reality tunnels. And he, he says, you know, since everybody prefers one circuit over the others, there's there are people in each society who are easily recognizable as narcissists, uh, emotionalists, rationalists, moralists, and they all represent a specific attachment to one circuit model over the other, one Conditioning, imprinting, priming, programming mode over the other. And they operate in their worldview according to those rigid, limited constructs. So, you know, I, I could <clears throat> go on and on, and, and, you know, I guess I'm really attracted to Robert Anton Wilson's work and the work of Carl Jung and other people like that because I really like exploring like the 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 inner in, internal workings of our
0: being and how our external
1: environment shapes that and then in turn shapes us and you know like the the feedback loop of the individual and the group and the mass society yeah i i, I feel that <clears throat> rather than i guess focusing on the on the details per se of of all the goings on of everyday life it's more interesting to me to look under the hood and kind of step back and see the larger scope of things and then you know really what it all boils down to is doing doing the work on ourselves and making sure that we're Programming ourselves to, to be in alignment with, with the kind of world that we want to, to live in and not getting sucked in or manipulated or trapped, but to really see you know, how things operate so that we can discern what's good and what's not and what serves us and what doesn't and what's worth investing our time, energy, and attention in and what's not. So, yeah, I just, you know, one of the things for me is that I just, I don't get on board with, you know, like a lot of uh, people who are shouting down other people who are, you know, oh, fuck these guys. Oh, these, you know, we got to get these guys out. We got to put these guys in. Oh, you know, these people are stupid. These people are wrong. All, all these people are this way. All these people are that way. It just doesn't, it doesn't do anything. Maybe it makes you feel like you're a part of doing something, but are you really? You know, what, what has really changed? You know, things are different, but what has really fundamentally changed? You know, that, that's the area that exists outside of the controlled, ordered, bordered, and boundaried little playpen of, of, of agenda-setting game rules. I mean <clears throat> I I do believe that uh one of the greatest powers that we have is the power to disengage to leave and to do things in a different way. You know, uh for me of not voting in the national election, you know, there's this argument that like well, if you if you don't vote for Biden, that means Trump's going to win. It's like, no, how about I just do what I feel is right, which is not participate in this game. My belief is that by me participating in the game, it legitimizes the game and further solidifies the stranglehold that the illusionary authoritarian power elites have. They're like, oh, look, see, look at how many people are showing up feeding at the trough. They need us. Yeah, that, That's the their whole mechanism of existence isn't to bring order and justice and peace and harmony and freedom to to the land. It's to create conditions that keep people in an infantile, dumbed-down
0: state where they need to be dependent upon
1: servants, mommies and daddies and overlords to then come in with promises and hopes to rescue them and to save them and then we become dependent upon that model the further and further that we buy into that illusion the second that we stop buying into that illusion and we go okay well I'm not going to I'm not interested in what you have offered me here uh actually JP Sears put out a video I've really been liking a lot of the content that he's been putting out and he put out a video recently where he was saying something like you know, oh, you got to pick a side, pick a side, and and he goes, if I had the choice between, would you rather have a murderer or a rapist babysit your child? Um, like I, I would just be like, well, no, I'll just take my child with me. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna choose. Oh well, I'll choose the the mur like the rapist because that's better than than murder, you know. Oh yeah, the lesser evil. You know this this whole. You know, trading one tyrant for another, trading one power-hungry maniac for another in, in all areas of our life. It's really, you know, we're, we're so whipped up into a frenzy of worry, fear, terror, that we really need to come back to ourselves because we're the ultimate authority. We have to, to realize that, you know, that we, can, that we can do that. You know, that there's a whole world of stuff out there. There's a whole world of stuff out there to uncover and get worried about. There's a whole world of stuff out there to get interested in and, and to work on improvements about, you know, and either way you go, any, any way you go, there's challenges and traps, flaws and follies, gurus and charlatans, prophets, mystics, and, and liars and puppets agendas. You know, it's, but you i think that when you have a core understanding of yourself and your place that you're you're not as easily swayed by by the the changing
0: circumstances it's the the approach that we take
1: so really it just you know it all, it all boils down to energy attention and time and it's like those are that is the those three things are the the most important resources that we have, and the more that we feed good things into us, into our minds, into our bodies, souls, consciousness, psyche, you know, the more that we will begin to become the thing that we want. You know, we we don't
0: we don't necessarily yearn
1: and desire for something external than ourselves. We just try and become it. Because that, that creates such a bigger impact and and such a bigger change. And, you know, we live in a world where people are looking for meaning. So they get involved in a lot of things where they feel like there is a, a meaning to it. But maybe it's only at a surface level and they don't really know and they haven't really investigated. And they just kind of repost or they regurgitate things that they heard or they said. That other people have said, or they see see things, and they say, "Well, that sounds good. That seems good. That feels good. Let's just do that." And it becomes easier because you could see the people that are not that way, and you say, "Well, they're wrong, and they're the part. They're a problem." But we fail to incorporate ourselves into that equation as well. And again, it comes back to this: the meaning, right? It's like. You want to have something clever to say at dinner. You want to feel like you're informed. I read the New York Times and I watch CNN, so I'm informed about the world. I know I know about the world and the world is this way and that's the way it is. And we live in a time right now where we can really create whatever worlds we want. And I do believe that that, that is what I would like to see is more of a return to and it comes with sacrifices, but more of a return to localization, more community bonding and gathering and having skin in the game, dependence upon each other and respect for other people's differences. I would love to see a world instead of a world with like one dominant way of doing things, a world with a billion like different ways of doing things. And it's like, Hey, people do things like this over here. People do things like that over there. You know, we sort of have that with the states, but not really. It's a it's kind of an illusion. We have it on like very base level type things like you know, even in Colorado, it's like, "Oh, you can you can smoke weed here and stuff, but it's you know, you you can't have like a you can't just have like a weed garden in your backyard. Well, why not?" You know, it's like it's either it's either total freedom or nothing. You know, it's total freedom in liberation of yourself and then you can liberate your environment. And then as long as you're not causing harm on anybody else or infringing upon anybody else's rights to do the same, then, you know, so whatever, I'd rather attach to pipe dream, you know, uh, romanticism than given to hopeless cynicism because I still have some of that too. You know, there's still times where I'm like, I'm on Instagram and I see, you know, know, fucking kids dancing and lip syncing and people jumping off roofs of their houses into pools and chugging beers and doing, oh, look at this, all stupid. And like, you know, Twitter arguments and smackdowns and Facebook rants and crazy shit and people leaving mean comments and all that. I mean, I still see, I see all that and I just go, my God, we're, humanity is fucked. We're fucked. You know, then you look at like what's going on in the environment and the fucking Monsanto and the seeds and the gliophosphate and the this thing and the that thing and the laws and the you know, I mean, I mean, fuck, we're 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 fighting and we're begging. Can we please pick a mushroom out of the ground and eat it? Is that okay? Can we do that? Oh no, you can't. Like, I mean, the the bottom line is that it's like. You know, I, I don't want to have to, not that I don't want to have to, but it's that I believe that we're all free, beautiful, unique individuals that have a world of capacities. And that the more that we're ushered into a society that has values of respect and wisdom and truth and, and trust, and encourages people to empower themselves and to be the guardians of their of their own wisdom and light and to face challenges that that usher them into being the 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 torchbearers of the new tribe like the the initiation rites of of old tribal times You know that really ushered in the generation of the wisdom keepers for that particular tribe. Because what we have now is just run amuck. You know, people that have not been initiated, and then you just have man children and 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 man women, uh, man women, man bear pigs. You know, children. You know, grown adults, but who have never matured past the point of you know some of these circuit levels that I've. Was talking about, Robert Anton Wilson's talking about. So you know, when you're on s- social media and and you're liking and you're sharing or you're commenting or you're just out in the world, whatever you're doing, I mean, know what you know it, know what you're doing and why you're doing it and and where where is the that thing in in you? Where is that opposition point in you? You know, I I saw someone post something, I think, that said like, it was like a post that said, why are we even, why is, it said like, end racism. And it was like, why is this even a debate? It's like, it's not, it's not a debate. And, and, and
0: how do you end racism? You know, it's like, we have all these infantile things. All, all
1: cops are bad. End racism. You know, uh, uh you know, end, end poverty. Like, yeah, I mean, how do we end, how do we end it? Yes, it's a good intentioned rally cry, but it's, it's not like, it's not like there's a switch. There's not like a mass switch and it's like, oh, we just got to turn the switch and it just ends it. It's like we, we all have to do the work inside of ourselves in whichever way you know which when i say do the work inside of ourselves it means confronting the the true horrific beautiful awe inspiring majestical but also terrifying fearful
0: everything that we are you know if you can if you can
1: excavate yourself and be an archaeologist of your of your soul and your consciousness and bring forward those fossilized bits that have been pulling the levers unconsciously to the surface and dust them off and see them and go, oh, that's how that works. Oh, that's what that does. Oh, okay, I get it now. Because otherwise, everything else is just projection. It's just projection you know and virtue signaling and masturbation and moral superiority and righteousness and indignation and uh you know team warfare and you know all that kind of stuff and we just spin around and around and around and around and around so you know people will get upset at me you don't vote you know what, what what's the solution or you don't do this or whatever. it's just like no i i i decide civil disobedience opt out and look into different areas in which things will not serve the 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 machine that's on the treadmill that has us all chasing the carrot on the stick and it's like I don't, I'm not perfect at it I'm not but I I'm trying to to move more and more in that direction so you know everything that we've ever been known <laughs> to be true is probably not most of everything
0: there's more to it and you know if
1: you see a vast majority of people uh really rallying around something question it even if you see a,
0: a question everything you know
1: don't be so fooled and tricked by optics and images and words and rhetoric and, you know,
0: attacks and clickbait
1: headlines and provocative, you know, memetic warfare. It's going to fuck us up. It's going to leave us all whipped up and confused. We don't even know who we are. We don't know ourselves. And then we just project outwards. And then we, we, we run the risk of just repeating the cycle. And the mess continues.
0: I'd like to see diversity of new ways and
1: the acceptance of the, the darkness and the shadow and the icky, sticky, bicky parts inside of us, the parts that we don't like in us. Usually the parts that we see in others that, that we get triggered by and emotional by are the parts that we that are undiscovered or unlooked at inside of us? Where where can we heal that? Where can we fix that? Can we be confronted and humbled by the vast complexity of our inner experience? And if we can, then we can have a better understanding of the nature of the world and bring more balance to it. As we bring balance to ourselves, we will bring balance to the outside environment. Well, I get kind of heavy, I guess, on this little uh like solemn serious and and stuff. Started out a little comedic, but I don't know, that was the kind of mood that I that I was in. So, um yeah. Tell me if you like these podcasts or if you get value from them, let me know. If you do, uh and you don't want to talk to me, that's fine. You could leave a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts. Helps the show. If you want to talk to me please talk to me I'm, I'm I'm I want to hear from you. Uh you know a lot of the times I talk about similar types of themes in the show so like I said I was I was thinking of creating more of a segmented topic specific like video series let me know what you think about that if I should do that or if you just like these kind of um these kinds of podcasts that sort of hit on the a similar type of theme but talk about some, I don't know, I mean, I, I, guess, I guess that is sort of the, if I, if I were to f- express myself truly as, as who I am, I would say that it's probably in this long format podcast kind of, kind of way, uh, where really my main goal isn't to talk about one narrow specific topic, but really to talk about the topic of uh, uh, liberation, and
0: uh how how we can
1: see ourselves in new light and see others in new light and bring more happiness peace and joy and balance and ease into our lives um and of course the evils of the state <laughs> and you know but but really just i guess like the 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 broad scope the big picture the the all encompassing all. So, yeah, let me know. I'd love to hear from you, pod at gmail dot com. Social media my, at mycadelic_podcast underscore podcast. You know where to find me. Message me. Say hi. Yeah, even if you want to say hi, you know, whatever, um, anything. And uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna peace out. Before I do, I'll just say that I just got a a special delivery from Sheath Underwear, so possible new sponsor for the show. I'm gonna try them on, see if I like them, because that's what I do. You know, I, I I'm a I'm a person that likes to operate transparent transparently and in truth. And uh, if I like it, if it's good, we'll 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 talk about it on the show. We'll have him as a sponsor. Of course, I love Charles Eisenstein his course political hope. Uh, is happening, and you can get a link for that in the description. Fifty percent off, so check that out. Um, but yeah, I guess I talk about a lot of this, a lot of similar things, uh, just in different ways and from different sources and and stuff. But we come to a lot of similar points. So, uh,
0: yeah. But obviously, he's
1: he's written some monumental. Uh, mega treatises, books that really dive in and go deep. And I've thought about that too. I just don't know if I have the temperament, the patience to write right now. Maybe I will eventually. You can always write, right? As long as my hands are working and my brain is. But anyway, that's it. Let's keep it under two. Peace out till next time.